This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. When regimes fall, horrible secrets are revealed, like the Nazi concentration camps or the Soviet gulags, things that shock the world community. A new report has revealed one such secret of the Islamic State Caliphate, the ISIS, and that's chemical weapons. In 2014, ISIS hired a chemical weapons scientist. He was tasked with producing lethal substances like mustard gas, ricin, and anthrax. Their target was Western Europe. Thankfully, the program was never completed. The lead scientist and his labs were destroyed in a U.S. airstrike. So Europe was spared a chemical weapons attack. Having said that, this incident should trigger the alarm bells. Terror groups are dangerous as it is. Now imagine them with weapons of mass destruction. The risk would be unprecedented. So how exactly did ISIS get their hands on chemical weapons technology and how can we prevent a repeat? Our story begins in 2014. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi is the self-proclaimed caliph of the ISIS. He has thousands of fighters at his command. And with their help, he conquered Mosul. Baghdadi's next target is Syria and the oil fields of Iraq. Just one problem. What if the Western world mounts an offensive? What if they attack the caliphate? To prevent that, Baghdadi decided to pursue deterrence. In this case, through chemical weapons. Well, all he needed was a scientist, someone who could make these lethal weapons. Enter this man, Sali al-Sabawi. He's, here's what we know about him. He was trained by the Soviets. He worked as a military officer in Saddam Hussein's Iraq. His speciality was chemical weapons. Now, Saddam Hussein used them extensively, chemical weapons, especially during the Iran-Iraq war. Almost 50,000 Iranians were bombed with chemical weapons. At that time, Sabawi was a factory worker. He produced sarin, mustard gas, and VX. After the first Gulf War, the chemical factories were shut down, but Sabawi stayed on with the military. He was promoted to the rank of Brigadier General. Then came the second Gulf War. This time, Saddam Hussein was deposed and sentenced to death. So Sabawi joined an insurgent group, the Al-Qaeda in Iraq. In 2005, he was arrested and thrown in jail. And seven years later, his sentence ended. Sabawi's freedom coincided with the rise of the Islamic State, and that brings us to 2014. Baghdadi recruited Sabawi to make chemical weapons. But how close did he get? Well, too close for comfort. Sabawi set up his own lab in Mosul. He hired foreign-trained scientists. He canvassed the city for raw materials. His first attempt was mustard gas. What does mustard gas do? It penetrates your clothing. It causes excruciating pain. If you breathe it in, it is fatal. Sabawi used Iraqi prisoners to test his weapons. His program was close to completion, but that's when the US intercepted a communication. What did it say? That ISIS was making chemical weapons, specifically mustard gas, botulinum toxin, and ricin. In fact, it was already being used in the battlefield. There are at least 20 recorded instances of ISIS fighters using chemical weapons. Most of the time, it's mustard gas. But the US intercept went beyond local use. It hinted at attacks on Western Europe. So the U.S. military organized a preemptive strike. In 2015, a U.S. drone took out Sabawi and his labs, thus ended the Islamic State's chemical ambitions. Now, in this case, the world got lucky, but the next time could be different. 
Osama bin Laden apparently tried to acquire nuclear weapons. Can you imagine that? A nuclear 9-11. How do we prevent something like that from happening? First, by controlling rogue, rogue state actors like Pakistan and North Korea. These countries have crossed the nuclear threshold. But how safe are their facilities? Could their scientists share this technology with radicals? That's something the world should think about, worry about. Secondly, by safely regulating technology transfers like dual-use centrifuges or even basic raw materials. It does not take complicated chemicals to make lethal weapons. It takes a twisted mind and a laboratory. And third, by tackling terrorism. If you keep treating terrorism as good and bad, or sometimes as state policy, then naturally terrorists will become powerful. In 2015, the world came this close to this nightmarish combo, terror and chemical weapons. Let's hope it was the first and the last time.